All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rolling with the Winners, episode 25, quarter of a hundred. So, I mean, that's kind of a lot of episodes. Pretty exciting. I can't think of anything else really significant about it, but like 25 kind of feels like a little bit of a milestone. Um, I kind of just wanted to start with a follow up from last week's episode because the week has just been crazy in the sports world and it's been really amazing to just see all the stories of Kobe that have come out in the last week and just to really see how much he meant to people. Uh, I'm honestly sad that there are so many wonderful things I did not know about him until he died and I think I've kind of really reflected on this in the last week and have realized we really just need to start appreciating people's greatness and the goodness in people and and those kinds of stories while they're still around you know some some part of sports is always going to be debating and giving your opinion on things because sports are competitive and there is a winner and there is a loser and that is part of what makes sports so much fun and what people are really able to connect with are those kinds of debates so we're always going to have that but I think the lesson in this is that just because you love someone and think they are great, that does not diminish another player's greatness. Um, and that's something I personally need to remember. And I kind of find myself doing that with um, anytime anyone comes at LeBron, I want to automatically diminish other people, uh, which doesn't necessarily need to happen in order for me to make a point and show people how great he is. I don't need to put down other players as much in the sense it can still be a friendly debate and competition and I can still think he's better than someone else, but it doesn't doesn't diminish the fact that that other player is still really valuable in their own sense. Um, And I just think there's a right way to do that and that is something I want to work towards being better about. Last thing I want to say about everything with Kobe is that uh, LeBron's speech at the Lakers game the other night was just so insanely powerful. I mean, I am not joking when I say I was sobbing uncontrollably on my couch watching him be so emotional and then being able to pull himself together in that moment in order to lift everyone else up. It was so powerful. I I was actually sobbing. Um, I just think LeBron, he was built to handle this, and I know he is truly going to have an unmatched focus to try to win a championship for Kobe this season. The whole ceremony, all of the performances, everything was just so beautifully done, and it really was a great tribute to a guy who was so loved by that city. I don't find that LA really connects to most of their sports teams but I do think that they connect to the Lakers and that there's a lot of history there and that the people really do care about that team and they did really care about Kobe Uh, and actually one more thing with all of that the NBA changed some of the rules to the all-star game format where the first three quarters will start with a 0-0 score at the beginning of each of those quarters they will be playing to give to um, charities in Chicago so you can win you know, the first and the third quarter, you can win the second quarter um, and donate based on that. And then at the start of the fourth quarter, the final target score will be set by taking the leading team's total cumulative score and adding 24 points to honor Kobe. Uh, The teams 
will then play an untimed fourth quarter to hit that final target score, and that will choose the winner. It's kind of confusing the when I first read it, but to kind of explain it with numbers. So if the final after three cumulatively was 95 to 90, then the target score would be 119 because you're adding 95 plus 24 basic math. Um, so the team that is behind will just have more points needed to hit that target score in that fourth quarter, which is untimed. Um, and then whoever wins that will also get money for their designated community organization. So I know, I think LeBron one year did after school all-stars, uh, each team gets to pick one to have be their community organization. I feel like the outline they made of this is a little bit confusing and maybe could have been a little bit simpler in order to still honor Kobe. But I mean, I'm cool with anything because I think it's important they honor him during this, this night of basketball. All right, so I'm going to get into a few other topics now that I had planned for last episode before the Kobe news broke, as well as a few other things that have happened in this last week. Uh, So I actually watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary recently, and it was it was definitely intense. I'm not sure if I would say I recommend it or not, but it does give an interesting look into what was going on in his life. Um, I know these types of documentaries, Netflix does a lot of them. They try to make you feel some sort of empathy towards the person. And I get he had a lot happening in his head, feeling like he had to be um, not his true self. And also, obviously, did they did those brain scans and saw that he had uh, CTE. I just still don't think that's an excuse to murder two people. I do understand what they try to do in those and make you feel like, you can have sympathy for that person. Um, it was also interesting, though. They did show a few short clips of Urban and Shelly Meyer, as well as Tim Tebow from the Florida Football Days. So that was kind of interesting to see. Uh, it's just still crazy to me that he played an entire season in professional football after murdering someone. It's just, it's pretty wild. I don't have too many other thoughts on that, but just wanted to throw it out there that I watched it and thought it was it was somewhat interesting. So some other NFL talk, the stage for the 2020 NFL draft is um, in Las Vegas, obviously, and it will be on the water at the fountains of the Bellagio. So the players will be transported to the stage by a boat. Um, I saw this Twitter thread discussing what would be the most Cleveland way to bring players up to the stage. So I came up with a solid list of ideas that I hope the NFL really just takes a look at and uh, they consider it. So idea one, each player selected must kiss the forehead of Jim Brown as they walk up on the stage. Jim will just have like a throne and as the player walks up, just a little kiss on the forehead. Idea two, you have to take a knee and chug a Great Lakes Burning River Pale Ale. If you cannot do so, then the team who picked you reserves the right to take another guy because you should be able to do that. And if you can't, then they might start regretting their decision on selecting you. Uh, Nobody wants a weak player selected in the draft. Idea three, scavenger hunt in the West Side Market. The order of when players finish will decide what team they go to. So the teams don't get to pick just based on who's the best at the scavenger hunt in the West Side Market. Idea four, you must recite LeBron James' entire speech from after Game 7 in the 2016 Finals, where he does the whole Cleveland, this is for you. Um, you have to recite that when you get up onto stage. 
And lastly, idea five, players will be placed at various rapid stations throughout the city and must travel to the Tower City Rapid Station upon being selected by a team. So you can have some cameras on the rapid with the players um, during the ride, maybe get some emotional quotes. Just think it would be a beautiful moment. But, you know, those are my ideas. NFL, you can definitely reach out to me. Let me know what you guys think. I think they're all solid. There's some definite potential there. Uh, Really just mix things up and, you know, keep the draft interesting. It gets a little stale sometimes, so feel like just let me know how you feel. All right, getting into some baseball now. Um, A lot of people were weirdly upset that Derek Jeter was not unanimously elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I was seeing a lot of... Uh, I guess you could call it feedback about that on Twitter. I honestly don't have a problem with this. Last year, Mariano Rivera was, I believe, the first guy ever to be unanimously selected. So it's not like it's a common occurrence. I think people were making a a little bit too, too big of a deal out of it. And he's in. So I think that's really... All that matters at the end of the day. Um, It's interesting, though, thinking about, you know, Barry Bonds and other steroid guys who aren't getting in. And you can't help but wonder if those guys had never done steroids, would they have still been worthy enough in their play to get in? Like, I feel like Barry Bonds would have been a Hall of Famer regardless. Um, So it's just something interesting to think about. In some other baseball news, though, the MLB commissioner has said that the MLB will use a robot umpire system during spring training, which I assume will be the initial tests for using it during the actual season. Uh, I talked about this a couple episodes ago with my dad, and I really, I believe the umps are a part of the game, and I think it adds an interesting variable, like I said, to a sport that doesn't really have a ton of variables, so I hope they receive not great feedback about the system because I want to continue to blame umps for my problems with the game. Like I said, it matters to me to have that outlet to, you know, just unleash all of my opinions. Switching over to some college football, uh, LSU signed Coach O to an extension. He got a six-year, $42 million contract. I'm honestly excited for the guy. I hate to question him at all because I do love him and I like his antics and just the fact that he is he is a football guy and I, I really do want to believe in him, but a small part of me wonders if his success was really more due to Joe Burrow being so successful and without that guy running his team on the field I'm interested to see what kind of success he will have with I'm assuming not a strong um, or not as strong of a quarterback as Joe Burrow who knows it could be a great guy but probably not going to be a Joe Burrow Um, I could totally totally be wrong on this and it could have been a lot more of what what Coach O did Uh, for that team but I just question a coach's success a lot of times when they do have a really strong leader at the head of their team I mean I question this with every LeBron coach team did the coach really have anything to do with it or did they just cater to LeBron in the right way Um, obviously a coach has something to do with it in order to make everything come together and work, especially, I guess it's a little different in basketball because you only have so many guys on the court at the time. In football, there's a lot more that goes into it. Uh, so I think it is a little bit of a different comparison, but I do think I need to see a little more out of Coach O to, to really know that he, he's the real deal. I do hope the best for him, though, because I, I, I think he's a great guy. 
Um, switching back over to some pro football talk, the Hall of Fame modern era members were announced with a knock on the door from David Baker this weekend. Uh, the class includes Troy Palomalu, Edgren James, Steve Atwater, Isaac Bruce, and Steve Hutchinson. Troy Palomalu is actually the only first ballot member. I don't really feel like this, in my opinion, is an overly standout class. I think uh, Troy Palomalu is a big name, especially having Pittsburgh being so close to Canton. I'm feeling like they will have the Steelers be the Hall of Fame game or one of the teams in the Hall of Fame game this year, but we will see what they go with. Um, I obviously have talked about how I previously interned and worked there, uh, so I'm always excited to see what the new class is. It's a really special weekend in sports, and I, I don't think there's anything else there out there in the world like it. Uh, so I I know these guys are all super honored to be there, and even though I don't think it's a super standout class, it'll be you know interesting to see their stories and their speeches. Like I've talked about, how meaningful those are. Uh, it can make you really love these guys. Also in the NFL news, the NFL awards have been selected. So if you haven't heard already, I'll just go through some of the main ones. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Nick Bosa. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Kyler Murray. MVP, Lamar Jackson. Very well-deserved. Offensive Player of the Year, Michael Thomas. Defensive Player of the Year, Stefan Gilmore. Um, and then Comeback Player of the Year, I thought was an interesting one, Ryan Tannehill. I thought that was a great choice. Very excited for him in the year he had. And then one I really just, you hate to see a Harbaugh have some success, but John Harbaugh was the coach of the year. Uh, those were the major ones I wanted to mention. Obviously, a couple Buckeyes in there with Nick Bosa and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has just had such an outstanding career, and I'm so excited for him that um, he's had so much success. And I would say, out of all the teams in the NFL, I pretty much don't like anyone that's not my team, right? Like, I, I'm such a homer in that sense. Like, I love my teams. Um, but I, I am a fan of the Saints, I would say. Out of all the other teams in the NFL, I would I would potentially put them as my second favorite team in the league. So happy he's there and happy he's doing so well. And then finally, major topic being the Super Bowl. I am recording this right now post-Super Bowl um, late on Sunday night here. And honestly, what a great game. Uh, I love to see a fourth quarter like that. I just think it's exciting and Patrick Mahomes is such a winner. I know he still had a lot of people doubting him going into this game, and he really came through. I know he struggled earlier in the game, had some had some picks there, but he sure knows how to make a, a comeback and performed when it really mattered most. Uh, happy for him, as well as Andy Reid, a great coach who deserved to win that game. I think he really believed in his guys, and I think that might have been one of the issues with the 49ers is I'm not sure if Kyle Shanahan really believed in Jimmy G, and he had some questionable choices there in that game. Um, Also, this is the second major lead Kyle Shanahan has blown in, in this game, so it's not a great look for him. You can't let them in the fourth quarter when you're up 20 to 10 you know, come back so that you lose 31 to 20. It's it's pretty pathetic. Definitely not a good look. Um, I was excited for Kansas City. I, I went back and forth because I really didn't have a lot riding on this game personally. So I wasn't 
totally sure who I wanted to win. Right before the game, I was just like, I'm in on Kansas City. This is how I feel. I like their fan base. They seem passionate. I understand what it feels like to go through you know, 50 years without a championship. Not that I was alive for all the 52 years that Cleveland didn't win one, but you know what it feels like and you can respect a fan base getting through that time. And like I said, Andy Reid, really happy for him watching him at the end of that game. He deserved it. He kind of looked like he was in such a daze and did not know how to answer questions right after. He was just totally caught up in the moment best quote from him he was like I can't let my heart race too fast I'm getting older Um, and it was just kind of a cute moment he's just very calmly standing there on the field Um, like I said really happy for Mahomes great to see honestly a young guy have so much success at the beginning of his professional career and I feel like hopefully his, his doubters will kind of relax now but I just feel like he has such a long career ahead of him in this league uh I I can definitely definitely see that and I actually think this was one of the better Super Bowls overall that I've seen in a while found it entertaining also just have to throw in JLo and Shakira they killed it she's Shakira's 43 JLo's 50 and they were just incredible I mean I can't move like that so I I don't know how they do, and I'm 24, so uh, it was fun to watch. Um, yeah, so that is all I have for you guys this week. I know it was just a quicker one. I'm recording it after the Super Bowl, like I said, and it's really late on Sunday. Have to get back to work in the morning since, for some reason, the day after the Super Bowl is not a national holiday, which it should be. Everyone should get off work the day after the Super Bowl. But anyways, please subscribe or follow this podcast. Leave me a rating or review. That would be super great. Literally, just look down at your phone, click into the app, scroll down to the bottom, past all the episodes, and hit that five-star button. It's easy. It takes you two seconds, and I would really appreciate it. Um, So like I said, just a quick one again today, but um, that's all I have for you guys. Thanks for listening.